to you about the blessings of the tribulation saints. Uh, we started this several weeks ago, and so uh, we're going to go back and review that uh, because it's been so long ago. Well, let's read these two verses here. It says, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die, uh, which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. In this passage of Scripture, the Bible talks about the blessings of these tribulation saints. Now let's go back for just a moment and review some of the things that are going to happen after the rapture of the church. Uh, I hope we all believe in the rapture of the church. You know, I believe in the rapture of the church. I believe it's going to take place uh, at any moment. It could at any moment. Uh, I believe that it, uh, it, it happens before the tribulation. I believe the church, the true church of born-again believers will not have to go through the seven-year tribulation period. These these people, they were tribulation saints. They entered into the tribulation uh, unsaved. They entered into the tribulation lost. But during the tribulation, they were saved. They were born again. They gave their heart and life to Jesus Christ. And boy, they became blessed. They became blessed. The Bible talks about them being blessed. And so I want us to understand why these uh, tribulation saints were blessed. One reason is, is because of salvation. Uh, they, they gave their heart and life for some reason. For some reason, the Holy Spirit spoke to their heart. And, and uh, you say, well, the Holy Spirit's not supposed to be in the tribulation. No, didn't say that. His restraining power his restraining influence will be set aside, will be removed, but the Holy Spirit will, will still be there during the tribulation period, but he won't be restraining. Sin will just go and grow and wickedness and evil during the tribulation period. The Holy Spirit's still going to be there, but he's not doing his, his restraining power that he had uh, before the rapture of the church. Well, these men, uh, or men and women, they had a change of mind. They come into the tribulation period, and they were unsaved. They didn't believe in Jesus. But during the tribulation, somehow, some way, uh, the Holy Spirit changed their mind. They, they repented of their sin, and they put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ and were saved during the, the, the tribulation period. Now, how do we know they were saved? How do we know these people that the Bible is talking about here are, are saved? Well, first of all, if you look at this passage of Scripture, verse 14 uh, or verse 12, it it's calls them saints. This is the patience of the saints. How many of you are a saint? Okay, we have a few saints. Y'all sure think you're smart, you know, uh, calling yourself a saint. Let me just say, let me ask it in a different way. How many of you are Christians? 
okay, right, praise the Lord. I just want you to understand something. If you are a Christian, you are a saint. Understand that? If you are a child of God, if you are born again, you are a saint. And that doesn't mean that you're perfect. That doesn't mean that you've done miracles. That doesn't mean all this other stuff. But if you are a child of God, you are a saint. We were once sinners, but now we're saints in Christ Jesus. So now let me ask again, how many of you are saints? Amen. Amen. There should be as many uh, saints as there are Christians because they're one of the same. We are saints, folks. Another reason these people, uh, these people were, you know that they were saints. These two verses tell us that these people that the Bible is talking about here are Christians. One is they're, they're called saints. Uh, another one is uh, they keep the commandments. And, and they keep the faith of Jesus Christ, that's another sign that they are believers, that they, they keep the commandments, and, and they keep the faith of Jesus Christ. But the really the telltale sign that they are believers is the Bible says they die in the Lord. You know what that implies? That implies that they're Christians. They died in the Lord. You see, when you accept Jesus Christ, man, you are in the Lord. You know, the Bible says uh, here, and uh, it says, Therefore, if any man be where? In Christ. If we be in Christ. That's one of Paul's favorite phrases, being in Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So. Being in Christ is so important. It's a place of salvation. It's a place of security. Man, you're in Christ. And the Bible teaches us that we're in Christ as Christians. Paul writes in Ephesians, says this, in whom? The, the whom means Jesus. In Jesus. In Jesus, we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Isn't that wonderful? Boy, in him, meaning in Jesus, man, we have, have been redeemed. We have been set free from sin. We've been set free from self. We've been set free from death. We've been set free from Satan. We've been set free from hell. Man, we have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And we have forgiveness of sin. Isn't that wonderful? That in Christ we are forgiven. In Christ our sins have been washed away. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We sang about that just a few moments. Are you washed in the blood of Jesus? In whom uh, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Oh, aren't you glad that you're a Christian? Aren't you glad that you can say, I'm a saint? Aren't you glad that you can say, I'm in Christ? You see, you can be in Christ or you can be out of Christ. If you're a Christian, you're in Christ. The very moment you call on Him to forgive you and you repent of your sins 
and you ask Jesus to come into your heart and life. You're in Christ at that moment. But if you don't put your faith in Jesus, you're not in Christ. You're out of Christ, so to speak. You're, you're standing on the outside looking in. God doesn't want that. God doesn't want that. You know, God wants to be with us. Did you know that? You know, we talked about in Sunday school this morning how we are to look at our fellow believers and how Paul looked at them. He said Paul looked at them as, as the Christians at Philippi as the long for. He wanted to be with them. I want to tell you, as much as Paul wanted to be with his fellow Christians, God wants to be with us even that much more. He sent his son to live and die for us and bring us back to God. Did you know that? That's how much God wants you to be with him. He sent Jesus to save us and to bring us back to him because he wants to be with us. He wants us to live with him for e eternity. Oh, so we see that these tribulation saints started out as unbelievers, but then sometime during the tribulation period, that seven-year period, maybe it was the first half of the seven years, maybe it was the last half, I don't know, but sometime during that time, they had a change of mind. They repented of their sin. They repented of rejecting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And they turned and put their faith in Jesus and called on Him to be their Lord and be their Savior. And during the tribulation period, folks, they went through all kinds of persecution. These Jewish believers and, and Christian believers who accepted Christ during the tribulation period, boy, they, they were tested. Their faith was tested. And you, we here we see the patience. They were born again. They were saved. That's why they were blessed. You see, you're not blessed unless you've been born again. You're not blessed unless you've been saved. Now, you're not blessed Unless you've been redeemed, you're not blessed if you don't have Jesus. You can have everything in the world, everything go your way. But if you don't have Jesus, you don't have anything. You're not blessed. But salvation, their salvation brought to them blessings galore. Blessings galore. Another reason they were uh Blessed was because of the steadfastness, their steadfastness of these saints. Yes, they were saved. Yes, they were born again. But folks, I want to tell you, they were born again in a time when taking Jesus as your Lord and Savior would cost you your head, would cost you your life. Because in that last three and a half years of the tribulation period, Something that triggers the tribulation period that, that is the abomination of desolation. That's when the Antichrist comes forward and he sets himself up in the temple as God. And they put an image of him. And he demands that everyone, Christian, non-Christian, everybody, take his mark on your forehead or on your hand and worship him. A sign that you are a follower of the Antichrist and a follower uh, uh, and you worship him is that mark on your forehead or your hand or 
wherever it's going to be. You know, that mark is a sign that, that you're not only a, a follower of the Antichrist, follower of the devil, follower of the false prophet, but it's also a sign that you've rejected Jesus Christ, that you rejected him. And many, 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 many people during the tribulation period are going to take that mark and they're going to follow the Antichrist and they're going to worship him. But those who don't, there are going to be some who don't. These tribulation saints that we're talking about here, they don't. They don't. They receive Jesus. And Jesus gives them the power. He gifts them with the faith. He gifts them with the ability. He gifts, gifts, gifts them and gives them the wisdom to not to follow the Antichrist, to not to take his mark. And during that time, that Antichrist with the devil on the loose, and he has a devil's mind, a devil's attitude. You know, I want to ask you this. What is the devil's number one desire? The devil's number one desire is to be worshipped by the world as God. That's what he wants. And so he takes control of the Antichrist and works through the Antichrist just like God works through Jesus. And he works through the Antichrist. And the Antichrist has the same desire and the same want to as the devil does. He is dominated by the dominated by the devil. And he wants what the devil wants. And the devil wants to be worshipped by the entire world as God. So the Antichrist wants to be worshipped as God. And he demands that you worship him with the false help of the false prophet. And he demands that you worship him. And if you don't worship him, man, you can't buy or sell or do business. It might cost you your life if you don't worship him and take his mark. But these tribulation saints, I don't know how many they are, but these tribulation saints refuse. They put their faith in Jesus. They love Jesus. They accepted Jesus. And the Bible says here in this passage of Scripture, you see the patience. You see the patience of the saints. The word patience here, folks, it means steadfastness. It means continuation. It means that their their constancy. It means they persevere. They endure and endure and endure and endure. All the persecution that the Antichrist pours out on them. They don't deny Jesus. They don't turn their back on Jesus. They keep with Jesus. They stay with Jesus. They stick with Jesus. You know what that does? They're persecuted and they're hounded and they're hunted. But boy, they persevere with Jesus. That makes them blessed. And you say, Pastor, how can, how can you say they are blessed when they go through so much persecution, so many problems? Many of them are martyred. Many of them are put to death. But they stick and they persevere 
to the end. Oh, they are blessed. How can they be a blessed? Well, I don't say they're a blessed. Jesus says they're blessed. Listen to what Jesus says. If I can listen to what Jesus says uh, 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 in Matthew. Uh, let me turn there. That we read this morning. Matthew chapter 5 in the Sermon on the Mount. Verse 10 says, Blessed, same word, same word that is used over in the book of Revelation. Blessed. That word blessed means well off. It means fortunate. It means supremely blessed. It means happy. Happy. They're happy. Oh, as they go through this persecution, folks, they are fortunate, well off, supremely blessed, happy. Sometimes that word blessed is translated happy. Let me ask you this morning, are you happy? You know, I think the church would be more joyful, more happy, and, 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 and if we were persecuted a little bit. Now, I don't want to be persecuted. I don't want to be persecuted, but it's coming. I really believe it's coming. And I believe when it, it comes, it's going to change us. It's going to change us. We're going to realize we're blessed. No, it's funny. Well, let me read these verses first. How do we know? Well, Jesus says that we'll be blessed. Listen. He said, blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and say, shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. And then Jesus said, Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. You see, Jesus says, You're blessed. You're blessed. You know, I was talking to Miss Fran this week. She called me, and we talked for a little while. And she said her daughter's like her angel. Her daughter takes so good care of her. And then she said some of my family is going to come see me. I don't know who they were or anything. And then she said something. Now think about it. She's got cancer. She's got cancer. She doesn't know how things are going to turn out. And of course, we're praying. But you know what she said? It just struck me. Here, I complain about everything. I complain about little things. I complain about not having food on the table. I complain about this, and I complain about that. Well, here's a woman who has having had cancer and had cancer. You know what she said? I am so blessed. I am so blessed. That, oh, that's a person who is in tune with God. That's a person who is controlled by Jesus Christ. I am so blessed. And then, I believe it was Friday when Mike and Janie came. Mike and Janie came by here at the church. And Mike was telling me what's going on in his body, that he's going to be having open heart surgery. 
he's, he, of course, he's concerned. He's a little afraid, nervous. I would be too. I'd be a little anxious. If I had to wait till Thursday to have open heart surgery. And he was telling me about it, but you know what he said? He said, I am so blessed. I said, Mike, why do you you feel like you're blessed? He said, I'm blessed that I got there in time for them to find this so that they can do something about it. How many of you, Christian friends, feel like you're blessed? No matter what happens, you're blessed. Persecution comes your way, you're blessed. Jesus says, we're blessed. The suffering that they go through, they're steadfast. These believers, as they go through the persecution, as they go through the, the killing, and as they go through the martyr, and as they go through and they die in the Lord, they are blessed in their living and they're blessed in their death, the Bible says. Let me tell you something. If you know Jesus, you're blessed in your living. And if you know Jesus, you're going to be blessed in your death. Because you're going to die in the Lord. Oh, and that's a blessing. That's such a wonderful blessing. You know, I heard, heard one evangelist say, I believe it was Brother Tim, somebody, wasn't it? Lee, Tim Lee. He's crippled. He's a cripple. He preaches from a wheelchair. He says he's blessed. Going around in a wheelchair. He's blessed. He sticks with the Lord. He knows the Lord. He's steadfast. And he gets up there and boy, he preaches. And I heard him say this to the congregation one time. I believe we heard it first time in, at Parkview. But he said, you can go to heaven or you can go to hell. He says, you're going to live forever in heaven or in hell. You're going to live forever. He said, but there's one thing you can't do. He says, you cannot stay here. Have you ever thought about that? You're going to live forever. Can't get away from that. You can live forever with Jesus in heaven or you can live forever with the devil in hell. But you cannot stay here. You're going somewhere. One of those two places. And you have a choice. You have a choice. Which place do you want to go to? Judy showed me something this morning or yesterday morning. Sort of the same thing I just said about what Tim Lee said. I don't remember it all. It talked about heaven and hell. And one thing it says, the thing that matters, is location, location, location. Where are you going to be located forever? Are you going to be located in heaven? Or are you going to be located in hell? But you know, Jesus, folks, you're blessed. You're going to be in heaven. You're going to die in the Lord. You're going to be blessed. Even though you go through suffering, all kinds of suffering. You know, Jesus, you're blessed. 
Let me ask you, it's about location. One location, but it won't be is here. It'll be in the heavens or in hell. If you know Jesus, it's going to be in heaven. You're going to reside in the Lord. You don't have to worry about hell. You don't have to worry about condemnation of your sin. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. You don't have to worry about death. You don't have to worry about anything. You're going to die in the Lord. You're blessed. You're blessed. Let me ask you. As my wife comes to the piano to play, are you blessed in Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Are you a saint? Are you a child of God? Are you in Christ? Or are you out of Christ? Are you following the devil? Or are you following Jesus? I pray today if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, maybe you're not sure. Maybe you're not sure. Man, I've been in church all my life, baptized, dumped, if you want to call it that. That's really all it was, dumped. Walked the aisle. But you know, I doubted. I had doubts galore about whether I was going to heaven or not when I died. I doubted until I truly gave my life to Jesus when I was in college. It was then that Jesus took away those doubts. I knew then I was blessed. Didn't quite understand it all, but I knew then I was blessed. Maybe you're, you're, you're not sure. But get it settled today. There's a heard about a person this week. They went on vacation, her husband and family. Strong, healthy, died in her sleep. We don't know when death is coming. We don't know. So we don't, all 